Hi, I'm Jim Peterson, Chairman and CEO of Valor Metals Corp. We trade on the Toronto Venture Exchange under the ticker VO, market cap roughly 30 million Canadian. And today I just called Matt out of the blue because we put a news release out, which was a CEO update for the first half of the year. We want to brag about what we've done and let everybody know the upcoming catalysts for the rest of the year, 2021. Jim. So here we find ourselves, Matt. Jim Peterson, thank you for out of the blue. I wish more people would do that. You know, I'm 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 a nice guy. They should, they should we should have more chats, just kind of casual chats. So yeah, I noticed you put out the um, press release this morning, giving an update. Why did you feel the need to do that? Well, because it is half year, and I think it it actually kind of keeps us on track and holds us our feet to the fire a little bit to actually put out like what did we accomplish? What do we say we're going to do? And did we do some of that or all of that or none of that? I think. What I, I kind of wrote and I was struck by in, in the entire year 2020, we put out new 20 news releases and we did the same amount in the first six months of 2021. And for the most part, that was based upon the fact that we we're better financed. We started earlier, we had built the team and uh, we were able to plan earlier and bigger. So that is resulting in more stuff to talk about. Strangely enough. Well, but more stuff to talk about. But if I look at share price, put some drill results out at the beginning of June and the market just went, poof, whatever. You know, you got knocked at, well, it's down a little bit. But the, the, the point is people aren't sure quite what to make of this, are they? What should they be looking at? Well, I think one of the things in terms of understanding how you might compare palladium platinum to a gold deposit would be one. And if you had an interval of over 100 meters of plus a gram, near surface, I think you'd be excited. If you had 50 meters of plus a gram at, at surface, starting at surface, I think you'd be excited. And so it might just be a lack of understanding of it. I mean, if you look at the pricing of palladium, it's significantly higher than gold. If you look at the pricing of platinum, it's less than gold. And But in between, if you've got, in, in our case, we've got a deposit that's roughly 60% palladium, 40% platinum. On balance, you look at it, it's like, that's like a gold deposit in terms of value. So if you if you understand drilling, I think you'd be excited if you looked at it and said, would this be exciting if this is a gold deposit? And if it is, you could be excited about these results. Okay, but okay so we'll talk about that. So lots of people won't understand why the, how to compare this to a, a gold deposit. So could, could you sort of comp them? You know, what, what's the equivalent of? Well, I mean, you know, it's all based on pricing. You know, I think that it isn't exactly a straight equivalent, but it's a very good metric. It, it's similar in terms of value to a gold deposit because of the current pricing of palladium and the current pricing of platinum. Right, but those those things have been erratic in terms of the pricing in, in, in the past, and you know, not a lot of people understand it. So, you know, are the economics the same in terms of the cost of extraction um, and recovery, for instance? Yeah. Well, in terms of that, <clears throat> we are still working, and that's kind of the last point that we talk about in the uh, update in terms of just development of the project in terms of processing. So we're working through that in parallel to all the work that we're doing to demonstrate the growth of the, the deposits. We're also looking at the development of the project, which from a work characterization, from ore sorting, liberation, recoveries, development, processing, metallurgy, all wrapped up into that. Uh, we're still working on that. We think, though, from the perspective of a mining project, you know, a deep deposit, all things being equal, is not as good as the shallow deposit. So what we like about this project in general is it's a big, over 50 kilometers of strike. 
Um, we've just picked up a whole bunch of new ground. There's a lot of high-grade mineralization very near the surface, like in the um, due diligence. I think if I've told you this before. Um, you know, we were walking on the mineralization uh, of these deposits. It's at surface. So all things being equal, when you have a, a high-grade mineralization near surface, it's better than the alternative. Sure. Okay, but again, people people are maybe we should kind of run through some of the, some of the projects, okay? Because I think you kind of lay that lay it out like that in in the update. But I've got some questions I want to ask you off the back of that. So uh, you talk about Trapia South Discovery. You've got some RC drilling going on there. So what's happening? Uh, well, we've broken down the the ex, the whole exercise this year at Pedro Branca into three kind of elements. One would be resource expansion because I think there's a lot of people that would look at a deposit and want an inferred or an indicated or a measured resource. They want to see you moving it towards development. And how you do that is density of drilling. So what we're working on, one part of what we're working on is resource expansion. So the known areas, there are five zones that make up the plus million ounce resource that little over 1.22 grams per ton played in platinum. And those zones are for the most part at or near surface. And in many of the cases, it, they haven't been drilled off. So we're, we're stepping out from the known mineralization to try to expand those resources. Typical stuff you see all across the resource sector. That's part of what we're doing with the Diamond Drill Corps. Um, in addition, there's been lots of targets on the project that have been drilled with one or two holes. Those holes by historic operators, that is, they hit mineralization but they never followed up and so we've gone into a few of these and we've been drilling these to see if we can start to move these into the resource category and we call that target advancement and then advancement sorry and then thirdly discovery drilling so this year in particular we've because we were able to raise money at the beginning of the year and not be broke and desperate like we were um, last in 2019 and 20 um, we actually ramped things up and we've really had a huge push to moving stuff through what we call our discovery pipeline. So we're using <clears throat> auger drilling, which is very cost effective and quite fast, very rapid. Uh, we've got teams doing these augers and really all we're trying to get down is like six to 10 meters. But what it tells us is if we're, are we in the right rock type or not? And then we can send that stuff off and get it um, assayed. And if it's mineralized, obviously that's really good news. Then we can move it along the pipeline to reverse circulation drilling, which doesn't have the depth potential. We can't drill as deep with them, but they're very rapid and we can get down to like 50, 60, 70 meters. They're chips that are uh, produced by the RC rig, but we can still determine if it's the right rock type and we can assay them so we know if we're juiced or not. And then finally, we'll be moving to um, core drilling to try to move these things into either the target advancement or the, the resource category. So we've got things firing in all cylinders this year, and that's, that's the whole point of the update. You know, we've got this great team that we're putting together. We were able to raise money. We're able to be great community stewards. We can add to the uh, land position, and then we can really tackle the exploration resource expansion, target advancement, and discovery drilling. And we've been successful. We were, we're about halfway through the program for the core drilling. We've drilled a little over half of our meters. We've got half of the meters to be yet drilled. Uh, the RC rig is pretty much done for the year, but we've got more assays coming. And then these TRADO, um, these auger drills, we, they're called TRADO, T-R-A-D-O. Um, we've got several crews running, and so we'll be working on those for the next several months. So you know, lots of news to come. Okay, so using real positive phrases there, when, you, when you're talking, like, oh, we're firing on all cylinders, we've been successful. That's great. But 
how are you defining success? I mean, how should we, looking in at this thing, be, you know, measuring what you're doing? Because you seem to, you know, be happy with what you're doing. But again, come back to the market, don't quite understand the process that you're going through. You know, it's you, you've raised some money, not a lot of money, but you've, you've raised enough for what you wanted to do, it seems. So what are the things that we should be looking at that perhaps we're not? I think that uh, positive drill results in the form of resource expansion drilling will actually be very helpful to determine whether we'll expand the resource or grow, you know, growth. It'll generate growth in the size and scale of the deposits, making it much more attractive. I think the target advancement drilling, if successful, will set the stage for more of the same, more resource growth in future programs. And I think that the discovery drilling is really in our wheelhouse as a group. The discovery discovery group is the name of the group that Valor is a part of, and we've really made our bones. All of our all of our success has been through drilling holes into zones that show that there's substantial mineralization, and the project may be of interest to a major. So, you know, I think we're setting the state the stage right now to be able to do all those things. And um, you know, the, I think it, the switch will get turned on at some point. Right now, it hasn't. There's been one thing too that. We, we bought the project from a company called Jungata. And uh, that Jungata is an AIM-listed company. And uh, we paid them cash and we paid them shares of Valor or in stock. And over time, they've sold their stock. And that has actually cannibalized some of the demand. So we've been finding buyers for that stock, which would normally be, you know, buying the market or financing. But over time, we've we basically whittled their stock right down to almost nothing. But actually, it's been over 22 million shares we've had to find a home for. And I'm just a mortal man. You know, I'm just a normal guy. I'm out there hustling the streets. And um, we've been able to do that. But that did kind of um, take the wind out of the sails in terms of the demand. But now that's all gone. It's behind us. Is it all golf? There's a little bit left, right? There's a little tiny bit left. Like literally, um, the the amounts that were um, awarded after the deal was closed, uh, there was about five hundred thousand every six months. It was kind of uh, pushed out to them. Uh, the rest is gone, so they're no longer an insider of the company, um, and uh, they don't have a huge share block to sell. Okay, so no, that, that overhang has, has been whittled away, which, which is fantastic. Can I ask you about specifically about this? Because I know we, Nick, you haven't got much time because um, we spent so much time chatting beforehand. Um, <laughs> with regards to Mendez North, you've talked about it in the past. What's happened with that? Actually, part of the land at Grab that we just successfully executed and announced in, within the last week has been to solidify an area that uh, was quite exciting to us, but was off our ground. And so now that we've kind of now have all of Mendez North. We'll be going back in with the trial rigs to drill that now. Okay. So was that you being cute and not wanting to show too much enthusiasm about what, what you thought about what was happening that you wanted to solidify some land banking? Is that a little cuteness? Yes. Okay. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> what else? I've got a question sent in. Can, can I ask you this question? Which, which is, um, what's the clear plan for uh, Angelac? Uh, and what's the timing of the drilling and your plan to drill that? That was somebody else, or was that your question? No, that's some, someone else. I, I, I take questions from all comers. It makes my job good. a lot easier, Jim. Yeah, well, that, that is good. We had, uh, uh, we had a news release that we put out that talked about uh, what we're going to do this year. We're not going to drill Anglac in calendar 2021. So that's clear as I can get it. 
but we have spent over 55 million and drilled hundreds of holes, almost 90,000 meters between our sea and core up there. So when I look at other groups that have not drilled off a resource and have not done any metallurgy in their project, but they're saying we're drilling this year. So people are for some reason more excited. Think about it this from Valor in the uranium space, you're, if you buy the company, you've already bought previous drill results where we've taken all those risks, where we've spent over 55 million on the project and we've been successful and we've done three um, resource estimates in succession and metallurgy, which is very positive. So you're buying all that. There's no, um, there's no froth on our market cap from a uranium perspective. Again, yeah, we've invested the money and had success. Yeah, for, for sure. So it's interesting space, the uranium space at the moment. And the next question I would ask you is regard to, you know, you talked about um, having to, you know, walk the streets and, and, and help offload some of this giant guard of stock. Um, recently, there was a 9 million um, block of shares. Well, that, that seems, to, seems to be what people think. There's 9 million shares of Valor that giant guard have just sold. Do you know who that was to? Were you, were you part of that? I absolutely. They, they, the announcement said something along the lines of uh, an unknown buyer, but it was certainly known to us in their strong hands. Right. And did, were they buying that for uranium or for, or for, for uh, platinum palladium? They were buying it for us. I mean, they, they're groups that, um, there are several groups. It wasn't one buyer. It was several okay. buyers and okay. they're very strong supporters of our group. And uh, I think they actually like the palladium project quite a bit. Mm. Um, they followed the company for many years. They know about the uranium asset. I think they share our perspective that we've invested a lot. When the, when the spot price uranium isn't $32 an out, a, a pound, um, and when it moves to 40 or 50, we have a great asset that will be in high demand. But as it stands right now, I'm not going to raise 10 million bucks um, at these dilutive prices for the uranium project when we've got, you know, palladium in strong demand, platinum in strong demand. Um, in terms of infrastructure, logistics, and actual expiration costs, Pedro Branca is very cost effective. We can add a lot of value very cost effectively. Okay. So, as far as you're concerned, it has been a successful year, 2020, 2021. You've done the things that you wanted to do. You've not been disappointed by any aspect of your plan. I have not been disappointed. I am. I'm very happy. Uh, I wish the share price were higher. I think I know the reason um, in terms of just that demand that needed to be filled um, with the, the block of stock that has been um, eaten up now and the overhang's gone. And so we've got lots of news to come and, and um, some very good long-term shareholders um, quite excited about what we're doing.